Welcome to another episode of the Seminar Files. This is L. Hey, B. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black women. Where's the lie? Hello, world, and welcome to the final episode of the Fem Noir Files. KB and Shug, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, Old Lang Syne, all that stuff. Oh, mm. I thought you said Old Lady Zion. I was like, who is that? What the? I thought, I thought she said that too. You're right. In the name of the what, song, all Blaine Signs. The song that they sing at New Year's, like old acquaintance be forgot. Mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. Old Lang Syne. I don't know what the English translation is, but that's the name of the song. They must have sung that in South Carolina, Alabama. No, I, nigga, they sing that song everywhere. Yes, it's the New Year song, but the way that you said it, I was like, who is she talking about? But it's all okay, good. Okay, I'm not familiar with it, so there's that. Go. We'll play it for you, KB. We'll play it for you. Oh. KB, your locks look real luxurious. Oh, they're not really in real life. Just say thank you. Okay. Yo ass. How are y'all feeling? Was well, the last time the listeners will hear that theme song it is. Uh, as a trio in its current state. So I'm feeling like that. Hmm. A little bittersweet. Very bittersweet. Um, I don't believe you. <laughs> why don't you believe Sorry. me? Sorry. Let's get on with this show. <laughs> so rude. Yeah. She was sitting up here eating goddamn jello. Jello. Yep, in my bonnet with my rubber bands on my braces. I definitely feel like I'm 13 again. You look 13. I'll take it. I'm going to be 40 this year. I cannot with y'all. So that's how, how you, that's how you know somebody got old friends when they're excited about turning 40. Like we done turn 40. We're like, oh, yeah. Right. Y'all all, y'all like, okay. Yeah. Whatever. I'm turning 40. Turn up. Exactly. Wait, y'all, y'all see my y'all see my Why should she raise her hand up? So listen to this type raise her hand up to shake her titties. I cannot. She, I she cannot. Old friends. Bless her heart. Go. That part and it's excited and then raised her hands and adjusted herself so we can see her titty shake in the goddamn camera. I cannot. <laughs> I ain't want a ball all day, but I ain't got no no titties. I took mine off. I was tired. Shoot, I was like, I'm taking this shit off. They they'll be all right. Oh god, what's going on with you, L? How you doing? Um, so so today was my first day back at work after the holiday, and everybody's like, "How was your trip? How was your trip?" There was no goddamn trip mm. for me. Mm. KB will have to tell you about the experience. But long story short, everybody knows that flights are getting canceled left and right around Christmas. So my original flight got canceled. I got put on another flight two days later, and that bitch got canceled. So I did not make it to Accra 
And I was very sad. That just means you got to go on the line trip with me. Does it? Yeah. Yes, it does. Thank you, KB. I say you and Shug gonna go and y'all report back. We're gonna have a grand old time. And I think it's gonna be better, honestly. I don't already told you a download. I would, yeah, we'll talk about it, but I think it's actually gonna be a better trip. Oh, wow. I just want some of the same things that y'all did on that trip, KB, for us to do on the line trip. So maybe I need to be on the planning committee to make sure this shit happens. Absolutely. You need to go ahead and throw that out there, especially yeah. the, the naming ceremony. I think yes. a, that's a very big deal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 1000%. But I also was kind of disappointing because I wanted to go to the, the pine and ginger party. And that's only in December. So the pine and ginger, it's actually ginger. So the pine and ginger party is a combination of Ghanaian and Jamaican culture. Oh, that sounds dope. Does it? See? Exactly. So I was like, oh, that's going to be hot. I mean, it was like a regular party. It's okay. Oh, it was? It was, uh-huh. KB? Uh-huh. Okay, so... so it was I was fun, so- but it's like what I would get at any Jamaican reggae night, Afrobeats night. Like... <laughs> oh. So you didn't Sorry. feel special because you were in Ghana? No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So let me say this. I'll give y'all a quick little rundown of of my break since I was here. So I did clean up a little bit and straightened up my house a little bit. I found some things I thought I had lost. So praise the Lord. Um, I was actually able to see Shug. Shug came over. We had the slumber party um, and we had our matching PJs on. So that was fun. And neighbor bay actually cooked brunch for me on christmas day because i was sad about not going on the trip and i had a little moment at his house so he cooked for me actually he cooked brunch and dinner so that was great um i went to go visit some friends so this nigga went to mexico so i dropped him off to the airport that part um he's actually will be coming back when this episode comes out so in any event so after I took him to the airport, I went to go visit some friends because I haven't, I actually haven't seen their kids in a long time. And I really miss them because their daughter calls me Auntie L. So I love that. And so I saw them. That ended up turning into a dinner invita- invitation to Fogo the Chow. Mm. Right. I had never been before and they like treated me. What'd you say, Shug? You've never been to Fogo de Chao? I love me some Fogo de Chao. Uh, although I feel like Texas de Brazil is the better one of the two, but. Oh, well, can we go? I mean, I had a great time. It was great food. That I had, listen, that rib, and I'm not a rib person, but that rib was immaculate. Okay. They had bacon wrapped chicken, which was good, but that rib, whew, Jesus. Okay. Anyway, pressing on. And then I hung out with a friend of mine and her family. For New Year's Eve, got up New Year's Day, went to boxing and took my boxing class. So shout out to them. And then I went to brunch and hung out with some friends for the rest of the day. So um, my goal for 2013 is really just to develop good habits, like good healthy habits. So being more active, saving more money, all that good stuff. So yeah, so that's where I am. So so far, so good for the start of 2023. How about you, Shug? 
Ooh. Um, so this holiday was a rough one. So I am currently mourning my romantic relationship, which I really hate came to an end, especially since after, you know, with him being back in Alabama and now he's finally freaking here only to for the relationship to fall apart. So all is not lost. I feel like it was a definite wake up call. So we have been communicating. So I guess to be continued, dot, dot, dot. However, it was a definite wake up call as far as I have some personal things that I need to work on. I knew that I needed to do that, but I didn't realize just how deep some of these wounds were and how long I've been carrying some of this stuff. Um, So currently in therapy, working on doing the hard work of trying to ensure that I'm becoming a better person for me. So although I don't know what the future holds for me and him, I mean, we're still talking about all of that, but definitely looking forward to being a better me in the future. Um, Also going deeper into my Ifa faith. So been hanging out with my folks from my Egg Bay. I'm also taking part, a rites of passage program. So doing a lot of stuff and learning more about traditional African religions and still doing research on my ancestry. I'm actually going back to Benin next month to learn about the Agoji, who are the women warriors that were um, highlighted in the movie, The Woman King, because I share some ancestry with them. So I'm excited about that. And just really looking forward, really looking forward to what the rest of the year and my future holds. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be turning 40. So I still need to figure out what I'm going to do for my 40th birthday. But y'all know I'm a lame. So I wouldn't be surprised if I just go to sleep for the whole Listen. day. I was thinking the I'm same so thing. I'm so serious. Like, KB, you might as well close your mouth. <laughs> We're going to have to kidnap her, KB. Like, I feel like that's what's going to have to happen. Well, her other line sister was up there talking, asking people for suggestions that her birthday was the day. I was so confused. Ma'am, it's over <laughs> now. I'm confused, right? What is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> it's a generation. It's a generation. No, it's something. She like attention and, you know, she's a little blondish uh, no 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 shade love her but she's always been a little "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) i can't stand y'all but kb all right so what what's been going on with you so i just returned actually from ghana i was missing l she know listen y'all know i don't like to talk to people right and so when they first started having issues, her and the healer were having issues with their flights. I was like, oh my gosh, am I really going to be here and have to talk to random people? And I think it was crazy because Elle was the one that got us to go on the trip. She the one came with us, the whole, y'all want to go to Afro Chill? And so it was Thanks. just kind of, it, it killed me a little, it, it killed me a little bit because I was a little, it, it killed the move for me a little bit I'll be real honest like I didn't call Elle the whole time because I just was upset and I just didn't want to make her more upset because I was gonna get upset so yeah that's why I didn't really hit you like that because I just I couldn't and then when I got back I was able to talk to you so you know we we stayed on the phone I don't know over an hour yesterday it was two we were on the phone for two hours yesterday 
So we were on the phone for two hours yesterday. <laughs> okay. It wasn't an hour. I knew it was over an hour, but I wasn't really sure. I had a lot of things I wanted to get out and all that. So yeah, and so the trip, I mean, call me. Huh? Y'all ain't call me. Nigga, you was probably asleep. Yeah, you was asleep. Oh, this was, was during the day. This was during the day. You remember I had to work. I was off yesterday too. Oh, I could have called you on three-way. Hey, no, we sorry. We sorry, should. I, I kept running my mouth too. But I will say this, overall, the trip to Ghana and Accra in, in its totality, this was the first trip that I had ups and downs on. Mm. I've never had that. Like, y'all know when I go out, man, We I'm trying to drink. Have a good but, time. Right. Yo, <laughs> I am somewhere at somebody's bar. You hear me? <laughs> like... The whole thing, everybody else be want to do stuff. I want to do stuff, but I'm going to find the bar wherever we go. Like, that's what my mission is. And I think this trip was the first time it was ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And I will say going to Accra during the Christmas holiday for me was not good. I think just the overpriced pricing of things you know, it it was high price. It was overcharged. I was told at other parts of the year, it's not this much to um, be here. So that was kind of a downer, right? It's like, dang, you're going you're gonna to rob us during this, this Christmas holiday season. I think the, the commercialization of Christmas is so heavy there. And it's so surprising because it's like, we know y'all didn't start off like this. So like, what? I'm confused. Um, are you are you just feeding into our what you think we like? Yeah, that, you that know, had to be a touristy thing. Yeah. Oh gosh, it was it was a killer, girl. They had Christmas lights everywhere. Everybody saying Merry Christmas days after Christmas, ma'am. It's it's over. Really? Um, they do they celebrate Kwanzaa? No, no. no Kwanzaa is an American is an African American holiday. African yeah, American. yeah. So. They don't celebrate Kwanzaa, uh, you know, and so that was, a, you know, again, a, a bit of a touch point. I think Afro Cella, and it may be my age, guys. Let me just say that. I will tell you, Afro Cella was not that organized in that even when we were in VIP and VVIP, it did not matter. You know, VVIP, I'm up there about to go in with some little African girls because they all in our section. Like nobody respected, nobody respected boundaries anyway, which I already knew that was going to happen, right? I know that culture, they don't, they don't, it's not a concept. They'll walk right in front of you. It ain't shit. Like you're standing at the, at the food stand and they'll just walk up and get in front of you. Like, it's just not a thing. But I think just having a section paying all the money that we paid to be in that section, y'all know I had to pay for two people. So Right. It was just to have to argue with people. I'll tell you guys really quickly the last night, you know, New Year's Eve night, I was actually set to go to church with one of the um, tour guides. Could not make it to church because the restaurant that we had placed our orders three days in advance, we get there at 8 45. Our reservation was for 8 30. And we didn't start getting our appetizers until 10 p.m. Little KB and I actually didn't get our food until 11.56 p.m. So it had been three hours, over three hours we had been there and still hadn't eaten. I'm there with a 12-year-old. So, you know, just the, the stress of that experience and 
And I was told one of the colonizers who probably owned the place, when they had mentioned it, said she didn't care. So you have all these Black people working there and my food is not on, in place. And we had paid $75 a plate. So I didn't want to walk away from it. So it was just stuff like that was happening. We would go to another restaurant, have to wait at least an hour or so to eat, um, to get our food. It was just a wait everywhere. And, and again, I think maybe it was because I had a child with me. You know, how when you on your own, you can kind of hold out and just kind of thug it a little bit more. But when you have, you're traveling with a child, like I'm in mommy mode. So everything is about me protecting the, the cub. So I found myself acting like, oh, in the hotel, we say that, girl, that thing was a damn three-star. You hear me? It was, I, nobody, whoever's listening to this episode, do not stay at Lancaster or Croft. That's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, you had to call, i give you an example. This was actually the norm. They'll come and clean your room, wouldn't have towels on them. You wait until about four, five, six, or even 7 p.m. to get towels. So there was one day I had to dry off with towel because I was just wet and still was waiting on towel. We had called like four times. So there were like two instances where I said I had to act like an American. And that's embarrassing. But there were like two instances, one with the hotel about these towels. And then at that restaurant at night. So it was a, you know, so then let me talk about the good stuff. Sorry. That was just stuff that's still in my head. I was like, when people ask me how did the trip go, I don't know what the hell to say, to be honest with you. I got to figure out how to slim this up, but we're going to go with it tonight. And I will say for the good stuff, though, all the experiences that we were set to do were great. The cooking class was amazing. I had, oh, that food was so good we made. Like, that was fun. Making the fabrics was fun. Um, that was awesome. It was like all of the experiences were great. Like, y'all, we went to the W.E.B. Du Bois Center and I got to touch the Souls of Black Folk book in the library that W.E.B. Du Bois had signed. Y'all, tears are coming Shut my eyes. Up. No, no, I am not emotional, right? Yes. I teared up and was like, crying. Why was I crying? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, but, how was the slave castle? So, and that was the other thing. The castle was very interesting. I already prepped myself for that, right? So it was a good experience. That's definitely one of my top three. When I think about my top three is W.E.B. Du Bois Center. It's the castle visit, which was also still heavy at the same time. Because you just you just get more and more mad at these colonizers. That was like, for me, that was at the top of the list of the thing that I wanted to do like that yeah. was that was the peak for me yeah it was that that was definitely a number one and I think number three for me probably you know definitely including the cooking class those were like my top three activity but I would tell you every experience we went to we did it, it wasn't really zip lining but you walked it instead like you know that was pretty cool because I'd never done that so you know even with the hike I almost died um, you know, <laughs> you know, the beach was live on Christmas Day. Like everybody evidently goes to the beach on Christmas Day. So a lot of locals, not really, you know, some tourists, but a lot of locals. And, um, you know, so it was really nice to see the culture of how they live. And it's a very busy place. Like, girl, that thing looked like it reminds, they told me, no, I think the shit reminds me of Johannesburg, personally. Maybe not as busy and not as city looking, but when it comes to a girl, they know how to party, boo. Like, 
They parties is like Miami. They not end until four or five o'clock in the morning. I, you ain't getting that. I, well, the places I visited in Nairobi wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a joke. Right. So mm-hmm. I would say um, the experiences though. So I agree when you go with the line, definitely take what we did and do those things. Cause all of it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Like the national uh, museum was great. All of those things are really great. Yeah. The Pan-Africanism tour. Mm-hmm. What was that? I'm sorry. I was saying the Pan-Africanism tour, like the whole, like W.E.B. Bois, Marcus Garvey Center, like all of those things, like the tour of Accra. That was so the other thing Garvey that Center was, was closed. For. Let me just oh. warn you, it was closed. Um, they're doing okay. renovations and it's going to be back open. I think they said next year. So this 2023 sometime. So y'all might, you know, I think y'all would be good for 2024. So that was closed, but we did do the National Museum, the National um, Accra Museum. So that was really good. Uh, but yeah, it was all great. Like those experiences were great. Like at the end of the day, my child had a great time. It was her first, I call it real true international trip. She had a great time. She thought it was great. She didn't want to leave. I will say this. I will go back to Ghana for oh, that's sure. that's good. Would, so I, I'm glad not, to hear that. Yeah, you know, it's not a lot of places I'd be like, I'll go back to like Kenya. I'm straight. However, I was listening to someone yesterday during office hours and they were going to another part of Kenya and it sounded really amazing to touch the soil of our people and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I can give Kenya, maybe it won't be Nairobi, you know, maybe it'll be, right. you know, these other parts. So I'm I'm more interested in exploring other parts that I have not been to. I would definitely go back to Ghana. I recommend it. I just think maybe not doing it during the Christmas holiday season, gotcha. uh, just for a better experience. And and guess what? Afrochella is something I can check off my list and say I did it. I I would never do it again. It, it I would never do it again. I I was telling L the crew next to us was from DC, and, you know, in the VVIP section. Girl, they 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 got into almost like three fights, yo. I was at at one point I was thinking, are y'all doing this? Like y'all getting into too much stuff over there. But it was just people coming in that section. They felt violated. Like we had to stand up on the couches just to see when the artist um, Burner Boy came out and stuff like that. Like you had to stand on the couches. I got out because you know I had a driver, so I got her out, and I was really glad because at some it was so many people would come in the section. Oh, AJ Johnson was in the section right behind us. I know she left though, but anyway, it was just that that bad. So you know, like as far as like this amount of people, but. I personally won't be back at Afrochella and and we'll talk about the name change and stuff like that. So Lil KB got a shirt with the, you know, with the Afrochella name on it because we knew it was changing. I should have told y'all to get me a goddamn shirt. Oh, yes. I Yes. I wish. Yes. I didn't even think about it because I was like, this is expensive. So I I want to save some money. I, I should have gave y'all shirt. some money anyway. If I would, if I had been thinking, I would have gave y'all some money. But that's that. But you're going. You don't. You're going. Yes, I, am. I recommend it. I recommend it, but that was a trip in a nutshell. But look, it was a great experience, great break. I was off again today, you know, just trying to get my mind right to go back into this workforce um starting tomorrow. And you know, it's so funny. I saw myself getting angry so many times on that trip that I really started thinking, like, what's going on with me? Because I had chilled out a lot mm-hmm. and I'm starting to see myself revert back. 
And it was so funny. Uh, Lil KB was like, you thought about yoga? I said, I hate yoga. <laughs> and then I thought about it. I said, you know, maybe I should explore yoga. So, you know, that's something I think I'm going to go on a little journey with and figure out because something something has switched. I know, you know, with the death of my friend that's and things true. like that, like a lot of that has turned my attitude a little differently. And I'm looking at stuff differently and I act different. But something ha- something's happening and I need to center back. So I'm focusing on centering back, coming back to where I was moving towards in a positive way. I still ain't had no debt. Um, but yeah, that's where it is for me. But yeah, let's talk about Afrochella and this name change. Right. Well, first of all, y'all know earlier this year, well, earlier last year, I guess now, the founders of Coachella were threatened to sue the founders of Afrochella because of, I guess, copyright infringement, right? And the name. With the cella part? Yes. Mm-hmm. The claim was, was that there was some sort of synthesis there between the two events, but they're actually not connected. And they, and the founders of Coachella didn't want attendees of Afrochella to be confused and think that the two events were related. Okay. And threatened to sue Afrochella. So I guess that, as KB said, the founder decided, you know, he was going to change the name. So now the name going forward is going to be Afrofuture. So it's still supposed to be the same concept of, of Afrochella. Oh, not that face, Shug. Oh, um, it's, still, it's still supposed to be, you know, music, uh, vendors, food, whatever. But yeah, it's going to be Afrofuture instead of Afrochella. So what are you about to say, KB? Which they were already starting to do the branding. So Mm -hmm. you saw on the stage, it said Afrochella and it had dot, 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 Afro Nation. What is it? Afrofuture, sorry. Afrofuture. Yeah. Afro Nation is another event that goes on during that same time frame. Which I heard was even more unorganized so it was a mm. people that was on our group that also had bought tickets for afro nation they That's said right. it was even worse i mean y'all might have seen the video of meat meal got into a little tussle with some 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 of our our fellow africans from the continent oh, uh, I miss that. yeah yeah i it was kind of like oh wow but he was like you know because he was performing at afro nation and so something happened i don't know what was taking place but yeah so they they had already started the branding of that and I didn't know the name. I was like, oh, that's a cute theme. I didn't realize until you had said it. Oh, this is the new name. This is why we saw that name. So they already started the branding to try to bring that over into Afrofuture. For next year. Well, yeah. we'll see how that happens. I'm sure it's not going to change anything as far as attendees or the popularity of the event so it's still going to be the same so I fell asleep last night at like eight Mm o'clock but then I woke up this morning and saw that Damar Hamlin Mm -hmm. like suffered cardiac arrest last night he's currently in critical condition at the time of this recording so if you all did not see the video he basically see I thought that he had tackled somebody but apparently they're saying that he's the one who got tackled So he got tackled in Monday night football and stood up and then fell out, like fell backwards. Hmm. So they have to perform CPR on him on the field. They rushed into the hospital 
and now he is in critical condition. So just saying a prayer for him. And he's only, he's 24 years old. I was about to say that. Isn't he like mad young? Yeah, he's 24. And basically what they're saying is, is that it is the way that he got hit, but not only the way that he got hit, but at the time in the beat of his heart. Like Mm -hmm. if he had basically gotten hit like a second sooner or a second later, Mm -hmm. then he would have been fine. But it's because it was at that particular moment that his heart was beating and that's when he got hit. That's what caused him to suffer the cardiac arrest. Oh my God. Yeah. So just praying for like a speedy recovery for him. It was the Bills and the Bengals who were playing. So right now the NFL hasn't said when they're going to reschedule that game. And I think that's an if they even reschedule that game. So they, out of respect for him, they didn't because I I saw some people going back and forth and I can't remember. Yeah. So who is the guy that Shannon Sharp goes back and forth with on Bayless? Yeah, he was super disrespectful. Yeah, he got his ass handed handed to him. Like basically, yeah, as he should have. Yeah, so his tweet, he basically had like a series of tweets during the game, like after Hamlin went down. And the tweet that's kind of getting him in trouble, like he said something like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, this game really means nothing. And he's he's trying to justify it by saying, I am supporting Damar Hamlin and saying that this game is insignificant, that his health is important. But a lot of people are like, F that you're being a fuck boy. Well, not being a fuck boy. That's like my favorite term now. But like basically, like you are like being inconsiderate, you're being rude, you're being insensitive. Right. You're being out of pocket with this comment. Like fuck, like basically fuck this game. And I think initially the game was delayed for an hour until the NFL decided that they just weren't gonna that they were just gonna reschedule the game. And I think now that's even if they do reschedule it, because the last games are going to be played this this weekend. Mm. So we'll see what happens. But prayers to Damar Hamlin, you know. And, like let he's, just, he's, and let me just say something real quick too. I think as a, a, a another conversation, uh, should you definitely kicked it off with the whole skip guy. Mm-hmm. You all know I'm not watching NFL, but I was on office hours when it was announced. Someone in the chat said, you know, I didn't even know what it was talking about because I don't know the players' names and stuff. But then after getting off and I saw some text going through, I said, oh, this is what they were talking about. I think comments like from that guy and others probably in, in on social media, you know, seeing these football players just as products. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like they're not human. Right. This is a human at the end of the day, but you know, this is exactly what the NFL is. So I I don't want us to get excited, like all ruffled in the feathers because this is who they are. It's a barbaric ass sport. Yep. You know, where these people end up getting major damage later on. It was listening to the Karen Hunter show today and it was a lady that caught in in Florida. Her husband was an NFL player in the seventies and the eighties. And saying how many, how much problems he has today and can't get any help from the NFL. There was some major lawsuit in the state of Florida. They said that he didn't register in time, so he's not eligible to get the funds. Like, it's that that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But again, people continue to watch. 
And yeah. so they're going to continue to do shit like this. The fact that he was considering, oh, let's wait five minutes and start playing again. Right. Like, like that is so insensitive and disrespectful. Like, this but it's, is who, it's who they are. I, and, and and it was a guy that was on, he's actually a physician. He used to play in the NFL and went back to school for med school. And he was talking about how he recalls when he was in the NFL during practice, if you got hurt, they would s- simply move the line up. So you would stay laying on the ground and they would continue to play. So those players are almost conditioned to not even think about nobody getting hurt. I think what you saw probably last night, which I did not see it. So let me just be honest. But from what I'm told, those players reacted because they had never seen that. They've seen people Correct. on the ground and Correct. get hurt. And that's, you know, again, you just move up. No, nobody care about you getting hurt. The, the 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 safety people, the the medic people, they'll come in, but you're going to continue to play in practice. But I think that reaction that people saw was because they had never seen that happen. Correct. And so for them to even think we can go back on the field, it's that conditioning of these aren't humans. There's no humans here. Mm-hmm. We you're, own you. Right. So again, you're absolutely right, KB. That's it. So y'all you are keep absolutely watching, right. Y'all keep with the barbaric shit. I'm going to stay out of that. You are right. This so I'm a blessing to him, like you say, four years up. So I don't know if this is barbaric or not, but Jenny Aoko's dad welcomed his ninth child at 78 last month. It's Wait, definitely not barbaric. Right. Why is that barbaric? Why would you lead it? I mean, that sounds like real, if that sounds like some real caveman shit, bro. Like Jenny oh. Aoko and what's her baby daddy it's name? Fun. Yeah, that's right. Big Sean just had a baby. And then a month later, here comes her daddy with another. Like, how does that work? They her daddy with another baby with time. some little young girl. Yeah, they were smashing around the same time. Isn't that one monkey don't stop no show? Lord have mercy. But 78. You know, he's he's kind of one of those spiritualist kind of guys. So I could definitely see him being of the nick cannon category of i'm trying to spread my seed and populate and all of all of that so he's one of those like new age type of guys so i'm not surprised by him still popping out babies at almost 80 by any stretch of the imagination could y'all imagine sleeping with a 78 year old man and having his baby could y'all imagine that i can't imagine a 78 year old man on top of me Ugh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I can't. You that's sound like Seely for our uh Neddy from Goddamn Color Purple talking about. I can't see him on top of me. On top of me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> have mercy. Oh, it's just disgusting. <laughs> so I anyway. think so too. Well, something that's not disgusting is Summer Walker welcomed her twins. And she said she's so proud of herself. So first of all, she's only 26. Did y'all know that? Girl, mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't care for Summer Walker. I'm not oh. a Summer Walker fan. I mean, kudos to her. I do know that I think this situation was a little difficult because as I understand it, she's not with the children's father, I think. I don't follow her too much, but I do feel like this was a single mom situation. And I do know. Oh, she- no, she is with a daddy. Oh, she is? hmm Okay. Well. They had a show out on, on social media? 
Right. I mean, the way that she presents herself and the way she comes off on social media is she's a little all over the place when it comes to relationships and her emotions and stuff. Um, so I, I don't follow her too closely. And then wasn't she like the closer at the room? Girl, sure. No, I'm just saying, I think after, hey, after that, hey, and we left. Off. Yeah, we left. We were like, what is this? Ain't no way. You got Mary J. Blige and Jasmine Sullivan, and y'all gonna let Summer Walker close? We out. You know, closer. So I was turned off then. So there's that. That's my. And we left. They were already running behind. Blessings. That part. (laughs) But but honestly, why this story is significant, at least to this podcast, is because Erica Baidu was one of her doulas. Oh, no. I want her to be my doula if I have a child so bad. But I know her starting cost is like $10,000. You better save up. Oh, and Puma went with her. Puma went uh, with her as well. Yeah. Uh, which, one of them, which one of them walked in that show with Kanye? I don't want that one to come. Kanye. What do you mean? I don't, I don't know that was Lauren Hill kids. Sorry, yeah. that was Lauren Hill Lord. child. Okay, no, so I know with Erica, what she does is like she, because I saw her do this for somebody else. I can't remember. I think it might have been Tiana Taylor when she had her last baby. Um, so she she has a onesie and she puts like crystals on the onesies and she does like all of this new age like Reiki type stuff. And y'all know I'm I'm a big fan of all of that. So that's why I was like I would love for the weirdo herself erica badu to help bring my child into the world um I'm, I'm she's here not a weirdo she is she's super no weird. she's not she is but i love it i love I it love her. Oh, she's not a weirdo i love i love all of the the weirdo thing with the crystals and the reiki and the meditation and and the weed smoke i'm i'm here for all of it i love the weed smoking not not the weed you don't even smoke no weed i'm here for, i take gummies though but i'm here for it Lord have mercy. Well, you just passed me the, the blunt. <laughs> Lord. So y'all know who is a little perturbed. So Lakeith Stan, I love, first of all, I love Lakeith Sanfield. Y'all know him, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, that's so, a weirdo. He's a weirdo, but you know he struggled with alcoholism. So he struggled with alcoholism. Is that the reason yes. he's weird? That's not why he's weird. No, that's not why he's weird. But he was oh. struggling with alcoholism when they were filming. What was that movie that was on Netflix? So how did they fall? So he was he was basically drunk during the filming of that movie. But in any event, that's not what we're talking Excuses. about. Excuses. Hit it. whatever so in any event he announced his engagement with a young lady that apparently he's only been dating for three months but after he oh four three four whatever it ain't been that long okay but the real tea is is that this woman who was claiming that she is his baby's mama the came out on social media and has like called him out and has essentially called him a deadbeat daddy well, to that point, because I did see that, but I also saw it was a video. So it looked like it was a video of Lakeith and the child interacting. So on the outside looking in, to me, it just seems like baby mom is bitter that it wasn't her. Yes. And now she's trying to throw um, him under the bus and make him look bad. I mean, yes. Because it sounded, from the little bit that I do know, it sounded like Lakeith and this girl just had a situation and wasn't really trying to get caught up. The girl girl just happened to get pregnant 
and it's like okay i'm gonna take care of the child but you're not really who i want to be with and then also i hate to say it but when you're sleeping with somebody you kind of have to deal with it at face value you know mama's baby daddy's baby so if he's doing right by his child then you really can't get mad at him for moving the way that he moved because the only obligation that he has is to the kid he doesn't owe you anything right so listen so they were going back and forth on social media so after she posted a video on instagram she captioned it decided to leave being someone's secret family in 2022 meet Apollo Sandfield. So then he replied back and said, thanks for respecting my not wanting to blast my child out to the internet. Very considerate of you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but wait, but wait, it gets better. So then she replied back and said, value your privacy is why you lie to people saying she wasn't your baby or that I was just a random. You value your privacy, but your girlfriend posts everything y'all do, LOL. Okay. So then he replied back, I never once in my life said she wasn't my baby. I hope this does whatever it was supposed to do for you. Right. Again, it sounds like bitter baby mama because Mm -hmm. it's one thing. No way. It's one thing to post you and your girl out. It's another thing to post your child. So I don't, I don't agree with that. I feel like people should post their children if they, if or when they decide to. So even now we're just now starting to see videos and pictures of Rihanna and ASAP Rocky's little boy, because that's when they felt comfortable posting them, but you can't out somebody and force them to take oh, this is my child. Like, I feel like she she overstepped her bounds with that. Right. Well, apparently he always claimed the child is his. Right. The issue was right. he didn't want the baby on social media. But she said she was tired of being a secret family. Ain't no family, sis. I have a baby with you. You not my family. <laughs> I see it in you. And we have crotch. We have crotch fruit. We have crotch fruit. And I I have a relationship with my child, but I don't have a relationship with you and you feel some type of way about it. Wait, I, no, I just got a question for the people in the room. So my question is, from what I'm told about this situation, because he's a weirdo and I don't care nothing about him. <laughs> the new fiance. Yes. Uh-huh, he's not black, correct? No, she's black. But I they've only been me. together for like three or four months no no no, no. i'm i'm talking about what color are these people because that's no, what the term everybody's black. Black. everybody's black everybody's black everybody black i don't know y'all pull that hole up oh, oh my god oh, why right. would we lie to you girl everybody is black kb kb just wants something to complain about i can't with you <laughs> well, you I'm must want us to do it. some shit because no, this I, and then picture of me because I just heard the whole way black. I saw that and I was like, oh, I don't this care. This is what, them what right there. Oh shit, you can't see. I'll right, see because it's blurry. I'm like, what? I know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Well, if they both black, then you know, yeah, it don't even matter. See? That helping out black. She is black. Let me send this to you because you trust right. it. She is black. Yes. I'm gonna send it to both of y'all right now on Instagram. She Thank is you. black. You're All welcome. Right. Now let it go. But the point I'm making is, I don't care about him. Go. Lord. In any event, so speaking oh, of fuck niggas. I hope he got a good prenup in place if he just met his chick three months ago, but go ahead. Well, facts. 
So speaking of fuck niggas, hmm. the fuck nigga of them all in recent history, Tory fucking Lanes was thankfully found guilty of shooting Meg the Stallion in 2020. As but people, right, but people are still kind of going in, or I should say Meg, Meg and Pete, because Jose and Sanch, uh, Sanchez, or Sanchez, how do we say his name, from the game, actually made a very appropriate post. Because people, and I'm going to say Black men, and even some black women are still doing fuck shit and saying that Megan lied, saying that Tori didn't shoot her, like basically like defending him while not defending her. And it goes into, and I really try not to do this whole black man uh, against black women trope, but this it's whole Tori Lanes and Meg the Stallion thing has been it's, ridiculous. It's like, I mean, right and how she still and how she lied to protect this man thank you he shot her yes you, like even if you see the clips of like when the helicopter is is coming and you see like the bloody footprints or whatever she still lied after being shot in order to try and protect him because we don't have the greatest history when it comes to the police showing up and she wanted to make sure the cops didn't shoot him or any of them, to be honest, but this man shot her and she's still defending him. It's protecting let's, him. Exactly. Let's talk about that. Exactly. And so y'all that, got to call her all kinds of hoes and thoughts and all of this other kind of stuff just because of the music that she makes. I'm, I'm not here for any of that. I had to stop looking at the comments because I was legit getting upset. Right. And Aubrey's okay, I'm sorry. I have a, I have an update. Yes. Story. Oh, okay. She definitely black with this whack ass name. Like Casmir. <laughs> her her man be black. Casmir Trice. Yeah. Never mind, guys. I take that back. They're both black. Go. <laughs> ah, so in any event, with damn it, KB, you made me forget what the hell I was gonna say. What we was talking about. The oh, whole Aubrey. Uh, no, Aubrey's yeah. punk ass made oh. that song about Megan Pete as well. That I don't even know shit. why he got into it, though. That was just stupid. Exactly. Yeah, oh, shit to do. But you know what? She probably turned him down. Exactly. Like Rihanna turned his ass down. Right. Meg probably turned his ass down, too. He was fucking jealous. Yep. And was like, mm-hmm. oh, let me try to be cutesy and make a goddamn song. Fuck you, Aubrey Drake Graham. Mm. That's why I'm not you even need to go to back album. to Canada with Tory Lanez. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Where you sound like them mad people go back to your country. Well, shit, they both need to go. And I and I actually fucking like Drake too. I liked him until he made that goddamn song about Megan. I didn't even listened to it because I was like, that's some fuck shit that little boys would do, and not yeah. no grown ass man. So well, that really like little boys though. This whole thing has been like a little boy situation, and it like really you said, that vi- that video that came out with an audio of him apologizing. What are you apologizing <laughs> for? I think all of that is just it, it's ridiculous. And his parents doing that whole show, the stepmama and the daddy. Exactly. Um, I'm confused. Did we see the same thing? Like, what? y'all got selective whatever. Like, I, it's it's all a mystery, but. This is a prime example when parents and people, there's people like this that no matter what that person does, they still going to back them even when they wrong as shit. You know what I'm saying? I think I've talked about, I had a friend, she's still my friend today. Growing up, 
her little cousins would get into it with people all the time, like be about to fight all the time. And I used to be like, yo, you don't think it's your cousins? Because why Why is it always a fight with them? You know what I mean? And she was like, I don't care what they do. I'm still going to be there with them to fight. I was like, even if they in the wrong? Yes, because we family. So I, I thought it was a prime example of that same mantra of it don't matter what I do. And then I don't, because somebody tell me how Jay-Z got brought into that situation. I have no idea. They were saying something about because Megan is under Rock Nation or something. It was such a reach. It was a stretch. I was like, what does Jay-Z have to do with anything? He would never tell you to shoot the girl. Like, it was just, I don't know. It was so funny. Who was that? Funky.Neva. I think it was him. He said, Jay-Z still were um, playing games or reading books to them invisible twins. (laughs) What? And he like, how I got brought into this. I said, the invisible twin. Hilarious. I thought it was funny anyway. So also, speaking of fuck nigga shit. So basically, also, I'm sorry. Let me say this about Tory Lanez and Meg and Megan Pete going to use her government name. After that nigga serves his sentence, they need to ship his ass back to Canada. He needs to be sent back to his home country and not come back to the United States of America. Question. The guy that did the little post that was from the game, is he married? No, I think Hosea is single. So listen, I was like, oh, is he trying to shoot a shot? Because you see that Parfain, what's the guy named Par, made the Italian boyfriend? What his name? The new one? She got, she got a new boyfriend. She been with this boy. She does have a new boyfriend. Well, yeah. not new, but since Tori. I don't know the new one's name. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's the rapper. His name is like Par, Par, Parson or something like Anyway, so okay. him, they're actually now having some problems, supposedly. Oh. He's in, yeah, he's embarrassed because since this trial has come out, it's like the body count is being called out for Meg. And... I that's a, that's niggas insecurity once again, which is why Tory Lane shot her in the first place because his ass was fucking insecure. Come on, I got we a problem. We better that. than this. No, but, but we but know I, that they probably have way more bodies. My point is that we know that they probably exactly. have way more bodies than that girl will ever have. But now he's feeling insecure, and now they're having problems. So shit, Jose probably did that. So he could be next to lie and lie up when when the nigga start acting like he want to go ahead and leave. Oh, I wasn't gonna say nigga twenty twenty three. Let me take that back. Scratch. I'll say so it, nigga. When, no, I'm no longer using that silly word. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah, they, they. I was wondering if he was trying to shoot his shot on the side because you see Angela Simmons. Uh, what you call it? Got Angela Simmons finally. Yo, oh, God. Hey. yes, yo, Gotti. After six years. I ain't mad at that is an example of a man. I know what I want. Uh-huh. I'm it. That's manifestation. That's hey, I'm here for that. I want that kind of look. I want somebody thirsty like that for me. Yes, yes, baby. Me you too, want him to write about you in a song? I want to be a KD. I want you to sweat me to death. But anyway, that's my point. Jose might be trying to get him a little shoot his little shot on the side. And get in the line so he can holler at her next. But anyway. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So I came across this today while I was trying to read some news. And I thought this is super interesting. But it also just goes to show that, like, 
everybody does fuck shit niggas do fuck shit you don't have to be black to be a nigga so let me say that so u.s representative george santos is recently elected to u.s house of representatives from the state of new york and he actually had charges brought against him again from the country of brazil because they're reinstating fraud charges against him so basically in 2008 he stole a checkbook And this was after police suspended an investigation into him because they were unable to find him for a decade. Actually, let me start over. Sorry. I got to start over. And this is the last story, KB. So this is a crazy story that I found while I was reading the news today. And I just really had to share this with y'all so we could talk about it. Because niggas do fuck shit. And niggas don't just mean Black people in my book. Niggas can be anybody. Don't make that facial. I'm just being honest with you. Okay, go ahead. So U.S. Representative George Santos from the state of New York is going to have charges re-brought against him from the country of Brazil for fraud. So essentially, in 2011, he was charged with embezzlement in a Brazilian court. However, court records from 2013 state that the charge was archived after the court summon went unanswered and Santos was unable to be located. So this mofo been on the run since then? Pretty much. (laughs) And they just now finding him? They're just now finding him because he ran for U.S. representative and that's how they were able to track him down. What kind of idiot do you have to be? (laughs) <laughs> hey i got these charges but i'm finna run for <laughs> but listen but let me tell you what his punk ass did so according to the new york times which originally posted the story they cited court records um, that the criminal case stemmed from a visit that santos made to a small clothing store in netaroy which is a city outside of rio de janeiro where Santos spent nearly $700 out of a stolen checkbook using a fake name. So he stole a checkbook and wrote a check in the small store. And now he's brought up on fraud charges. In the checkbook, I think if I recall, came from the mama. The mama, the mama took care of this guy. Mm-hmm. But he had passed away or something. And, he, and Santos was still using that bad checkbook. Baby. Let me tell you something. What is it? Listen, I'm sorry. You've got to be dumb. You got to be. You need to be. You need to be under the jail. But here's what I was going to say, just period, about him lying about all the stuff on his resume. Mm-hmm. I agree. Politicians lie all day. I think what he did was just, it went over and above. But I oh, also yeah. say, why are we just talking about this after he gets elected? 
Well, no, even before, but before he was called out for lying, because in an interview that he did. But the story didn't pick up. Why is it picking up now? That's my point. Oh, because he got sworn in. And I think because. This was before he got, he just got sworn in today or yesterday. Right, he got sworn in. This got picked up after he got elected is my point. Yes, but then also he lied on his resume. So that's the other thing. So he. Go ahead, Shay. No, that's my point. That's the is who's doing these background checks? Because you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of freaking James St. Patrick having the audacity <laughs> to run for lieutenant governor knowing he's a fucking drug dealer and didn't nobody pick up on this motherfucker's ghost. You know, he might have been watching Power. How? I hate y'all. Hell. <laughs> he might, that's a good point, Chill. He might be watching power. I hate y'all. So, but listen, they, but listen how he lied on his resume. No, though. we are her right. Oh, the listeners might. I was going to say, about Santos. So, Santos admitted to lying about attending Baroque College and NYU, as well as misrepresenting his employment at Golden Sachs and Citigroup. But, but he said at no, the time of the interview, he still intended to serve in Congress. Wait, L, the funny part is this motherfucker ain't got nail degree. Like, you ain't just lie on the fact that you went to XYZ college and maybe you got a degree from a different college. You ain't got nail degree. Okay. Right. Nail. No, exactly. So it's going to be, I hope they extradite his ass back to Brazil. Like, I think I'm going to be like, you want everybody extradited on, on this show, huh? I do. Get the, get the fuck out of here. We don't need you. Go back. Go back to Brazil and face your crimes. Face, listen, it's time to face the pi- the piper. Thank you. Or the popper. What's it called? The Pied Piper? Well, that was R. Kelly. That was Chef Lou Molester. Don't call him that. I call wait. That I think that is what he called himself. Didn't he call himself the Pied Piper? Oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't the Pied Piper like almost like a like someone like a, who a like nerd. played music to it's like attract nerd. children. Yes. Oh, yes, nigga. Wait, I'm just now connecting the dots. And y'all let that man call his fucking self the Pied Piper and still oh, listen to his goddamn but, music but, and took your kids to mm-hmm. the goddamn concert. Wait, let me just say something. But y'all call me the black blonde of the group at times. Yeah. <laughs> I just got the. I listen. I just put two and two together. Normally, I put two and two together all the time, but it just it just dawned on me. And then they had a, a final special come out about R. Kelly. First of all, can I say I'm sick of talking about goddamn R. Kelly? We know he's a predator. He's in jail. Like, like quit taking three. your kids to go see him and don't put no money on his goddamn books. Like, let him rot. Mm. I don't want him to rot now. Wait a minute. That's not Why not? I, do. I, I do. do. He's a predator. And he did it twice. He, he, he got sick. away. But listen, KB, he got he's away with guy. it the first time. And yeah. he should have learned his lesson then. But no, yes. his ass went back doing the same thing. And these sick ass parents are taking their kids to his goddamn concert. Well, and I they got mad and upset. But then got mad and upset when they were like, oh my God, my daughter went with him and didn't come back. And I don't know what happened. Nigga, you fucking took her. Like, what do you think was going to happen? And you let her go backstage. Like, oh, we had heard the rumors, but we still thought it was okay because we were there. You're but not you're there. About the you let her you're go backstage. But you're talking about the parents. You want him to rot, but you're talking about the parents. Let's, they, they all, all should rot. They okay, all should rot. 
Everybody my, should. Everybody who's complicit. So I just want I just want equal opportunity for everybody. Absolutely. Everybody who is complicit needs to go under the jail. But Robert Kelly definitely. Well, let's not bring him back up. It's the last episode. Bless us. Okay, I'm so sorry. Let me let me go on because that definitely was not in the script. So on a lighter, more happier note, are we actually have two people to discuss today are two events for Dope, Gifted, and Black, since this is our last show. So the first one is that Black NASA scientist wrote a book. Let me start over. So for Dope, Gifted, and Black, we actually have two stories to share with you all today because we are just super excited about these and I couldn't pick just one. So the first one is that former NASA senior mission manager, Wanda Harding, um wrote a children's book that keeps faith at the center of the universe so the name of her book is when i consider god's amazing universe so she um spent 20 years in the field of aerospace and her background also includes systems engineering and providing a go for the launch of the mars curiosity rover which landed in 2012. So she's a native of Atlanta, Georgia, and a graduate of Benjamin E. Mays High School Academy of Science and Mathematics. And she also did a one-year teaching assignment at Spelman College. So I'm super excited about her. So if you have little girls who are into, well, not even little girls, if you have children who are into space and you want them to know about faith as well, have them read this book. It's called When I Consider God's Amazing Universe. So kudos to Wanda Harding. Yay! I'm excited for the little black tech engineer girls. I love it. Do you think they could have left that one year teaching that spelling out of her bio? I mean, they probably could. It just seems really weird because I'm like, y'all can't put nothing else in there. But I was like, whatever. Maybe they were trying to connect her to like black girls. I don't, I don't know, KB. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm just reading the article. So then the other important thing to know is that a Black-owned investment firm announced an acquisition of a major shopping mall. So the firm is called Steerpoint Capital, which is owned by Bo Okoroji. And they recently announced that they partnered with Bridge Group Investments and that they closed on Northridge Mall in Salinas, California. So kudos to Bo. He kind of cute too. Is he single? Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm not focused on the right thing. So in any event, the, the mall in Salinas is a 64 acre shopping complex that offers more than 600,000 square feet of retail space and has flagship stores like Macy's, JCPenney's, Round One, Planet Fitness, Hobby Lobby, Old Navy, H&M, and Best Buy. So maybe we need to go to Selena so we can go, um, you know, support. Where is Selena's? California. Mm. What part of California? I don't know, child. We got to look that up. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's called it, Northridge Mall. It's called it, Northridge Mall. So let's it, look it up. It's the difference, okay? Mm, I know. <laughs> we got to figure it out. Okay. So, so as we close out, Femnor Files, what are some of you all's favorite episodes? I can't remember the later I, ones. I think we did an episode where we talked about them. I know I always like the ones we did that kind of talked more about Black 
politics, Black issues, Black history. I love when we used to have Dr. Kimberly Brown Pelham on those episodes. And I even like the one, um, Go Fund Yourself. I ain't gonna ever forget that one because I, I, I get so sick of looking at these GoFundMes. So that's definitely a highlight for me is when we were really talking about those issues that affect us and having some some tough conversations sometimes. I think, you know, we we haven't always agreed on this podcast, which you're not supposed to necessarily, you know, that's what the friendships are about. But I love when we had those disagreements and we were able to walk away and still be as one, you know what I mean? So those are things that I think I appreciated the most. Okay. So before you go, Shug, I want to say Salinas is in Northern California. It's in Monterey County. Hmm. Depends on how close it is to Napa Valley. Go. Hmm. (laughs) All right. So for me, the episodes that stood out the most were when we had um, male guests on the podcast, particularly (laughs) Three Brothers No Sense. Um, then also some of my homeboys or people that I worked with where we were debating marriage and relationships and how Black men and Black women relate to one another and Black love and all that good stuff. Um, those were some very eye-opening and entertaining conversations. So those were my favorites. And also I will have to say, I'm going to throw under the bus. Love her, but I'm throwing under the bus. Um Miss Lake, she gonna say with our comic books. Yes, it's, it's been two years, sis. I want my comic book, but I really did enjoy that conversation and nerding out over black sci-fi because at the time that was when Lovecraft Country was still on the air. Um, and we'd never seen anything like that. And I think it's gonna be a while before we see something else that is remotely as close to as amazing as that show was but that was a very good conversation but sis I want my comic book please and thank you that's all I got to say thank you Shug so wait a second speaking of black and sci-fi before I go KB did you finish watching Kindred did you watch it I read the book I didn't start oh are you gonna do you plan on watching the show no, I was gonna see if I can get upset. Okay, that's real. I never read the book, but I think I'm gonna order it now because now I wanna read it. Yeah, the book is the book is interesting. Okay. The book is interesting. And you know, I don't know, we keep perpetuating this whole black and white thing. So I I don't know. I might check it out. I still gotta watch um Best Man series. So let me Oh my god, it's so good. We have to talk about that when you finish. I know. Shoot, I've been gone. So I know, I, I know. It. I know. <laughs> so let me let me get through that and then I, I you know I might check out Kendra just to see how closely they mock the book to mm-hmm. the story. So yeah, let me let me I'll get back to you on that one, L. Okay, fantastic. So some of my favorite episodes, I think kind of like Shug, like mine were when we had like male guests on because I always liked that dynamic because I feel like when it comes to like dating and relationships, the three of us are kind of similar, but it's always good. Mm-hmm. I think. I, well, you're well, sometimes, but I think when it comes to men and women, I think we, for the most part, think the same way. Well, KB, you you are, I think you are probably much more traditional than Suge and I are, mm-hmm. but I always, but I will say I enjoyed like the male perspective. Like that was always just very eye-opening for me. And I think it just brought a different dynamic to the show, but I will say I also enjoyed when we had Dr. 
Estes Carter on the show, our line sister, Xaviera. And mm. she talked about, um, you know, motherhood. Fibroids. Yeah. Mm. And fibroids and, you know, like our lady parts. Like, I think that was like a great conversation because we're lady all parts. our lady parts, our pocketbooks. I mean, because we're all at that, you know, we are at the age, you know, KB, you're a mom, but Shig and I are not mothers and we have thought about becoming mothers. And I think that was just like, a at the time, it was a great show. It was a great learning opportunity. So I love that. But I think, and also sometimes I like when we just like talk and shoot the shit. We know. <laughs> when we don't have a, you know, when we don't necessarily have like a plan. We just sit here and talk and like share ideas and thoughts and you know, we're able to, you know, to not only come together as friends and as sorors, but able, you know, we're able to share that, those conversations with our listeners as well. I think, you know, one thing that we know, like our, our relationship surpasses this. So we know we're still going to be together. We're still going to hang out. We still going to kick it. Like KB and I got plans next month. Suge and I got plans. I think that, well, we haven't said when, but we got plans coming up. So we know that we are still going to be together, you know, so this is, you know, for our listeners, this is, you know, goodbye. But, you know, I think for us, especially with the three of us and the healer, you know, we still continue on. I don't know. I might quit you after the trip. Nigga, please. You're not quitting me. Get the fuck out of here. Ain't you the one who told me that I'm never going to lose you? Well, Oh, you changing your mind now? Let me know so I can get my mind right. Let me know so I can plan accordingly. <laughs> it's hilarious. I just saying. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit, KB. <laughs> no, you know, no, I would say I overall, I, you guys like talking about relationships. I think, of course, I like talking about politics and, you know, colonizers and how we can free ourselves and how we free ourselves and how we freed ourselves before. And I used to like, I think I like overall doing the topics more than the what's in the news. Mm, okay. I like talking about what's in the news though. Hmm? I like talking about what's in the news, like, pop, like, like current events and pop culture. Like that's my thing. I, it totally is. I think, I, you know, if you ask me, I just used to like us with the, discussion topics because for me it just kind of opened up that whole conversation piece for people to kind of listen in and get a peek of our personalities i mean gonna be able to tell when we do hot topics so we I start saying wild stuff and you say wild stuff and everybody should say wild stuff i but, don't say wild stuff you say oh, wild no stuff. you you didn't say some wild stuff no let's go back you want to go back <laughs> i kid i kid i kid oh okay but anyway that's it so, Suge, what's your plans for 2023 and beyond? And beyond. And beyond. And beyond. <sighs> to be honest with you, that is a very good question. So now I am on this whole therapy journey. And right now I'm I'm kind of in a state of unbecoming if that makes sense so undoing a lot of the programming that I've been given from childhood or society or whoever else so had you asked me that question a year ago I would have 
oh, I'm, I'm getting married. I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm, I'm doing all these things. And right now I really don't have an answer to that. And I'm learning to be okay with that. Cause that means that now I have a whole world of possibilities that have opened up instead of me focusing on I'm doing X, Y, and Z. So um, as I mentioned earlier, looking forward to going deeper on my IFA journey. So people who follow me on social media, don't be surprised when one day I'm bald headed and I don't have my locks anymore. So that lets you know that there's been a major transition that has happened. Um, again, going back to Africa, might be going back to Africa twice this year. So looking forward to that. My cousin, who is my absolute best friend, is engaged. So she's getting married. So helping her plan her wedding and just looking forward to whatever opportunities God is going to present me with. So right now I'm just trying to be open and accepting of whatever God's will is for me. And that's what I'm looking forward to 2023 and, and beyond. That's beautiful, Shook. Thank you. KB, Dr. KB, where are you looking forward to? Yeah, I think I gave a little bit of a hint earlier around resetting, um, re reimagining. I don't know, just kind of being more open. I kind of want to show it to being more open to what, what could be. Uh, I want to finish my book. I want my book to come out. So guys, follow me on social media. Um, you know, when I post it, you'll know it. I'm DJKB14 on Instagram and Twitter. And that's DJ spelled out. You know, I want to take my music to the next level. You know, this is not the end for me, for sure. I think, you know, I like the platform of speaking. I love public speaking. And I'm just looking forward to what's going to come next for me. And, you know, my goal is to get up out of corporate America. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with saying that out loud. So how do I take these different avenues in the mindset to make that happen, but still contributing to society? I think that's the most important. I think that's what we did on this podcast, to be honest with you, is I think we dropped jewels in this, in this situation. We contributed. So anything you guys see from me, it's always going to be about how am I contributing? How am I putting back into the universe? How am I making it better than when I left? I think my book's going to do that. So it's always this thing about how do I contribute? You know, I, I think I said on this podcast before for my child, I have three things I need her to do. <laughs> you know, I need her to contribute to society in a positive manner. I need her to be self-sufficient and I need her to be God-fearing. Those are only three things I want out of her life. So I have to hold myself to those same three things, those same three standards. And so I live my life in trying to do that. So what can you expect from me? You're going to expect those three things. And that's it. That's wonderful, KB. Beautiful. You're welcome. All right. And L. So I feel like I give a lot to a lot of people through work, through our sorority. And I do not take a good job of taking care of L. So this year, I in twenty starting in twenty twenty three and moving forward, like I want to do things where I'm intentional and in taking care of myself. And the first thing is my health. 
So being more physically active, eating better. So as I mentioned before, I went back and started boxing this week. So I boxed on Sunday. I'm boxing again tomorrow. I got this morning and rode my bike for 30 minutes. So, you know, just honestly starting to develop better habits of taking care of me. So that's my physical Um, started seeing my therapist again. So a few months ago, like I felt really down and felt like I didn't know where, what was next for me. And Shug, I never told you this, but when you went to Benin, I was really sad. And I was like, my person's leaving me. Who am I going to talk to? Were you? Yeah. And I don't like three o'clock in the morning. Probably. What's what's the Hulu password? I'm like, sis, do you not know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what time it was, but I did like I just had this sense of like my person is leaving me and I don't know what to do. And I and I've never felt that way before. Mm. So like being more open with like my like feelings, if you will if you will. So I started seeing my therapist again. And so I'm excited to to work with her again. She said she's excited to work with me working on my vision board, because honestly, I didn't have a vision to be, you know, if I'm perfectly honest with y'all. And she gave me an assignment and then it kind of all became clear. And I think I also was, you know how like sometimes people see things in yourself or people see things in you that you don't see in yourself. Absolutely. And I was struggling with that for Mm. a little bit. And now I'm starting to lean into that. So, so that's one thing, but yeah, and I'm, I'm rambling now, but essentially like, I just want to take better care of L that's, that's where I'm going in 2023 and beyond. Good stuff. And I want y'all to come back to Benin with me. Say less. I'm there. That'd be dope. Um, I am working on. So I'm going next month, but that's a different thing. But trying to put together an itinerary to take people back in December 2023. So I'll keep you guys posted on um, on that. But yeah, I feel like all of that is tied to my purpose as well of, you know, learning more about the Dahomey Kingdom, um, being a descendant and telling the truth of what really happened because the woman king gave us a snapshot of it but it's a bigger story to be told so hoping to do more of that work in the future as well so I'm really excited and looking forward to that but I had no clue you felt that way mama oh so I'm gonna have to come love on you yeah we we gotta arrange that what we've been talking about so now we we definitely got to make sure that we we get that popping so i don't so i don't like feeling vulnerable if y'all can't tell but i also want to say that i was very happy that kb wants to hang out with me and have a girls weekend with me because she was i was like, gonna she say she me. was she don't give a shit when i go out the country that's not she true <laughs> that's not true that is not true that is not true. She, she, don't, she don't call me and shit when I go out in the country. That's not true. Nigga, I don't from you. The first day, what did you talk about? You just said you didn't call me. You just said that on this recording. Don't do that. Because it was too hard. It was too difficult. Yeah. Exactly. But now we made but now we made plans to hang out next no, I month. No, I'm going to country a couple of times. You, you ain't done saying you killed that I leave. 
Well, the last time you went out the country, nigga, you didn't tell nobody you was going out the country. I called you on your goddamn birthday, your ass in goddamn Canada. Well. Exactly. And who'd you tell? No damn mm-hmm. body. It was a me I was, too. I was, was proud too. of you for that, though. I was hella proud of you for that. Absolutely. I'm here for it. Much more of that come in 2023 and beyond. Yes. But KB knows she has my heart. You might have. <laughs> So now you act a stank. Anyway. You know what, you big baby? In any event. <laughs> I love y'all. Say, I say really your do. words one last time, and I want to hear Shug say that thing. She said that tickles me every time. I love y'all. And you us never part. My that is not daughter. it, <laughs> Keep my sister away from me, my oh, kid. Wait, no. <laughs> did I tell you one of the little girls did that to me when we were in Benin after I left some of the soil from my great 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 grandparents' house over there? It was a little girl that was waving to the bus and she was doing that as we were driving away. And when I say I boo hoo cry, I was like, oh my God. Okay. I had such share. a sap. You're such a sap. So thank you all for joining us. This has been another episode of the Fem Noir. No, this has been the last episode. This has been been the last episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye. Thank y'all for coming out. God bless. Good night. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Fem Noir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye!